0: you are listening to season two of the not neurotypical podcast. I'm your host Laura Stan and season two is all about my continued late diagnosis journey, finding my voice and figuring out what the heck to do now. So strap on your safety belts, hold on tight because it's still going to be a bumpy ride. Welcome to season two of the Not Neurotypical Podcast. And I am so excited that you are still listening, or if you have just joined us, season two is going to be a little more about my continued journey and just growth within the understanding of the fact that I am diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. I am a mom of three kids with autism spectrum disorder, among other things. And just kind of growing and figuring this all out. And season one was really all about the realization, how I found out, and a couple things that have been going on since then and kind of finding my way into neurodiversity and where do I stand and things like that. And then now I have a lot better grasp on those things. It's just about finding my voice finding the areas that I'm comfortable speaking about, sharing with all of you, of course. And I really want to take a moment and thank you for listening, being a supporter, and just being positive in my life because there's been a lot of negativity. There has been a lot more positivity. So I really appreciate that. And All of you who have sent me messages or have even become my new friends because of this podcast, it means so much to me and I am really, really grateful for all of you. And if you have been listening in the shadows and haven't reached out to me yet, I would love it if you would. I um, recently was blocked on Instagram not really sure why. Uh if you follow me on there at Laura Stan, that's L-A-U-R-A-Z-D-A-N. If you don't yet, go ahead and follow me. I have made the account private at this point because I'm not really sure why the blocking is continuing. I um feel like they're trying to silence my message. I am not really sure what is going on. It might just be a total coincidence who knows? It's very frustrating. So I have made a side account on Instagram. It's called at autistic deep cuts. A-U-T-I-S-T-I-C-D-E-E-P-C-U-T-S, all one word. And if you're wondering, That means basically a deep cut in the music world, which is the world that I live and breathe and do everything from pretty much. Um, That's like a a rare mix or a rough mix of a song or something like that. So it doesn't have anything negative. Um, A couple people had messaged me, oh, what's that? Should this come with a trigger warning? No, you're good. But I have a side account for now, just in case. I have this strange feeling that... My following that I've made on Instagram, which is kind of the major following where I've gotten to know all of you that are listening, um, I feel like it's going to be deleted soon. I don't really know why. I reached out to Instagram. They told me that I have been blocked or banned from there because they thought I was a bot. I was not doing any botting activity I went down the list with them I was like here is what is in your terms or in the community guidelines of what not to do and I I literally (laughs) typed it out to them and said I'm not doing that I'm not doing that I'm not doing that and they confirmed that I wasn't I wasn't doing any follow unfollowing a lot of people like a lot of random things to kind of get likes it's that's like another kind of fishing thing and I wasn't doing any of that so it's very frustrating to not get an answer from them they basically told me the best thing to do is to not use the account for at least a few days but probably a couple weeks what the heck is that and honestly i'm just so sick of social media instagram instagram recently did this new information release that they are going to be fact checking everything on instagram there's going to be 45 companies involved 45 companies that I don't trust. (laughs) I don't trust Instagram alone. Um, Fact-checking based on what moral compass, what ethical compass, um, I don't know. And the fact that in the press release, they have stated that politicians will be exempt from fact-checking, it just makes me wonder why Instagram wants to control the flow of information on their platform it makes me very nervous that they release that information around the same time that my account and a bunch of other neurodiversity accounts, um, social justice accounts, all different types of accounts recently that are spreading awareness about certain causes to the general public are blocked and banned right now so it makes me very 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 nervous to be on there like why are they blocking certain accounts Um, why are they trying to control the flow of information and honestly the control of information of certain information I don't necessarily always find to be a bad thing. For instance, the anti-vaxxers who are spreading all kinds of false information about how vaccines cause autism, which is completely unfounded. There is almost nothing that has been studied in modern times more than does vaccines cause autism and nothing. They have found no, not even a shred of any type of information to support that. So in that case, I do kind of support them shutting down, you know, harmful information that hurts groups of people. But that's different than just generally fact checking everyone's posts on Instagram. Like that's absurd to me. Um, They should be blocking harmful information towards any groups anyway, but to kind of take a general stance and do that to all of us is just worrisome, especially if politicians are exempt. Uh, It says a lot about their motives, in my opinion, the fact that politicians will be exempt from the fact-checking. Also, I think we all know that if politicians were involved in fact-checking, that literally nothing they said in any country would be able to make it on Instagram so and I'm not taking sides I'm talking about all of them (laughs) so yeah that's kind of my rant on Instagram and because of that I am so excited to share with you that I have started creating a community off of any social type of site that will be for anyone who is not neurotypical Especially adults, um, it's not a place going to be a place for kids. But if you're late diagnosed, if you are non-binary, if you are LGBTQ plus, if you are a mom, dad, anyone, any type of neurodivergent person, however you identify, it's going to be a community for you, a community where you are safe. Your information will be safe. You can share. You can pick a squad. It is called the Not Neurotypical Squad. And there will be different squads that you can be a part of. And it's also on a platform where you can kind of pick and choose the noise that you want to kind of deal with. So it's very customizable. It is not like a Facebook group where you have to be on Facebook and you're just bombarded with all of that. And you're bombarded by, you know, just alerts and all of this. Someone said this and that. And it's like you can't even get off of it. It is a place where you will be able to set healthy boundaries, and you can be very involved or not so involved, and it's going to be free membership for everyone. It's very important for me to give access to support for people, all people, and so I'm very excited to share that. It's not quite ready yet. I have gotten together my group of beta testers, and we are getting started on fixing some issues and figuring out um, user experience and all of that. But thank you for listening to my rant on Instagram. And I am so excited that I am able to share that info with you. And it's coming very, very soon. It should be available early on in the new year 2020. And speaking of that, holiday season for us is crazy. It is so demanding. And I am demand averse i do not do well with demands placed on me and there is no season like the holiday season with demands so it's very stressful for me and i basically canceled christmas this year and i'm still doing more than i want to do but by cancel christmas i mean i am only doing the necessities i am only going to the things that i really feel like i have to And I am probably going to be dwindling those things over the next couple years. Um, As an autistic person, it's just frustrating to feel like I have to do things just for the sake of some sort of holiday tradition, which I don't even care about. Um, I feel like I can talk freely with you guys. (laughs) So uh, it's just frustrating. Uh, On top of that, I have three children that I really enjoy celebrating Christmas with because it's magical with them. They love Santa and they love all of the elves and the reindeer and all of that. And it's really magical. And as a mom, you get to see some Christmas magic again. And it was lost in me for so many years and having kids again. It's a really beautiful thing. But I feel like Everyone else, you know, more distant family or brothers and sisters and parents and all of that just suck all that beautiful energy that I get from my kids out of me and it just still kind of overtakes everything. So this year, I've really been focusing on setting really, really healthy boundaries around Christmas. I've said no a bunch. That has helped me so much if you don't want to do something just say no for some reason we are so averse to saying no someone asks us to do something and we feel like we have to say yes and we don't we just don't so part of my unmasking journey or let's just say just growing up journey is for my own mental health to say no when I don't want to do something and I've been doing that a lot and I've felt a lot better so far and christmas isn't here yet new year not here yet 2020 i cannot believe it is 2020 already or about to be but i am actually really 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 excited for 2020 i learned a lot in 2019 i learned that i was autistic i learned that all three of my kids are autistic my husband is also learning a lot about himself and we've learned a lot together about how to parent our children now that we kind of know. And let me tell you, whether you are autistic or not, getting your kids a diagnosis as early as possible has been a really great thing. And I know in the neurodiversity movement, there is some backlash on that that you know oh early intervention it's not a big deal and things like that um i think it depends on the kid but my kids getting early intervention like occupational therapy and speech therapy the ones that need the specific services i've seen massive massive growth in them and by growth I just mean just being able to communicate effectively and their frustration levels are down so much just from learning how to self-regulate their emotions and um, maybe a little bit of impulse control and stopping to kind of think about what they're about to do and to see them have this go through this evolution is a really beautiful thing and not only that I never got any of this so I'm learning all of this with them and I don't know who's growing more me or them but it's funny because I'm 35 and I'm watching my kids get really specific um services that are helping them and I needed it too and the fact that I'm seeing it done to a toddler (laughs) it feels like really easy application and I'm like doing it for myself and um it's a great approach for me too. So now I'm thinking like, man, maybe we could all just kind of learn from the, how they <laughs> train toddlers. I know this sounds really bad, but it's such easy application that you can use everywhere. Adult life, toddler life. I mean, emotional regulation is is huge or dysregulation, I should, should say, a huge issue for alt- autistic people of and ADHD, I mean just neurodivergent people of any age, and seeing the techniques of regulation that they're showing my kids has been really eye-opening for me. Maybe I'll do a podcast episode on that, but I just have grown so much in 2019, and most of the growth is just the realization of my and my family's reality. And At first, as you've heard, if you've been listening the whole way, it was really hard and I took it hard. And that was because, for one, I was wearing a mask and I realized that, well, what felt like I was faking my whole life. And then it was really hard because I didn't know much about autism. I didn't know the truth. I knew what most people No, which is nothing about autism and the growth and journey of learning what autism really is the different faces of autism the different ways that autism affects me or other people or what is not autism I mean that's been a huge learning experience and it's beautiful and I've grown so much in really good ways and now i can finally say even with all the online drama and all the silliness going on and the haters there's so many more people out there that are being helped by this podcast and enjoy the support and same for me i need you guys just as much as you maybe helped listening to this. And that is why I'm continuing and expanding and making a, an online community off of social media where you can be loved and accepted and supported by other adults that are like us. I think it's really important and I'm very excited. But I will share that uh, at a later time once it's ready to be released. I've been working on it like crazy but the community needs this we do not get enough support as adults outside of therapy we really get offered nothing beyond therapy for the most part when you are late diagnosed with adhd or autism spectrum disorder the doctors literally say what are you trying to get out of this because there's really not much we can do for you and it's true Is there not much more they could do? I totally don't believe that, but there's just not that stuff out there. There really isn't. So what are we doing about it? We have to do this for each other. And maybe eventually they'll catch up in the medical world and offer useful things for adults, but they don't right now beyond therapy. And there's a lot of discussion of what even therapy works for autistic adults because uh there's a lot like cbt is kind of known cognitive behavioral behavioral therapy is known to not necessarily be as effective on autistic adults and and other things so it's it's like one of those things where i'm seeing a deficit and i'm thinking what am i going to do about it instead of just whining about it not saying anyone else is doing that Um, I just think about it myself, like, am I just going to whine that the medical model has nothing for us? Or what am I going to do about it? Because I am a fixer. I when I see something wrong, I like to create solutions. And that's what I'm trying to do. So I think this is going to be really great. And I can't wait to share a little more about it. But there is a huge need for this. And a huge need for connection because I see it all the time. I'm talking to my friends that I've made in neurodiversity on Instagram and there's just all these ridiculous just high school wars going on um, or battles I should say. <laughs> just like little nitpicky here, little nitpicky there. I don't really like how you are doing this and I don't like how you're doing that and I see it from all sides, and there's really it's not coming from like one general place. Um, I think acceptance of autism is going to have to be all of us accepting that we are all going to be doing this a little differently, and that's okay. And maybe not worry so much about all the semantics, but let's focus on finding our own voices, and that's going to be the major focus of the community that I'm creating right now. To really encourage people to find their own voice and it's going to be different everyone's voice is different that's what makes neurodiversity a beautiful thing there's not one way to create awareness and there's not one right way to create awareness and I've really been focusing on finding my own voice and it's been really rewarding and I really encourage if your passion is neurodiversity or autism Acceptance and awareness, or ADHD awareness, or anything like that, it's so important that you find your voice because otherwise, there can be a lot of extra negativity brought on you that you don't even need to worry about. It's all just noise. Like, sure, you're going to make friends, and maybe it's not going to work out. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that anyone's evil or anyone is a horrible person. It's just the fact that if you find your voice on the way, which is what I've really been focusing on, then if something else doesn't work out, it's fine because you already know your voice and you're continuing. So I think that is really, really, really important. And in my season two, as you will be hearing, it's all about just coming into that awareness. So I've, I've been made aware of all of this new stuff in my life And now I need to kind of process it in a meaningful way. Like, what am I going to do now? Like, I've pretty much processed the reality. Now it's processing what to do from here. So it's just crazy. Like, with the holiday season, the end of the year, thinking about 2020, where I'm going, what I'm going to be doing, I mean, a huge thing that I'm overcoming right now is, unmasking and kind of getting through that um, finding my inner truth which is not easy and of course I've seen some I've had some backlash online from people saying like that I've claimed to be unmasked and all of that and I haven't Um, I have claimed to be on an unmasking journey which I am I mean the first thing i thought about when i realized i was autistic i found out about autistic masking like pretty much the same day um, through just research and diving into that and right away i knew masking was a huge issue i knew it right away the second i heard about what autistic masking was it crushed my soul because i knew that made sense for everything That's why jobs hadn't worked out for me for so long. A million jobs, it feels like. Um, Relationships, family relationships, just trying to grow up and never feeling like I fit in and all of that. Like, masking was a huge issue for me and it's been at the forefront of my own realization that I am autistic and what that means and so immediately I was kind of put on this unmasking journey along with my what does autism mean to me journey and my kids all at once so of course I'm not an unmasked person and I think you should be aware of anyone who claims that they just slip a mask off and it's just gone um you know just like that because I I'm sure maybe there's somebody out there that can do that. I just feel like so much trauma and pain comes with a mask that it seems very unlikely that you can just rip it off like a band-aid and that's it. And now you're unmasked and you're good to go. I just find that hard to believe. And I also don't want younger people listening to think that they just have to rip the mask off. And that's it and just be whoever they want to be because i've seen it i've seen people take the mask off and put themselves in bad situations um and that's not good and i've seen people claim that their unmasking is them doing whatever they want and just being total a-holes and i've seen that even more and you know autism is not an excuse to be a jerk to people and it is surely not an excuse to unmask and just be unhinged that doesn't make any sense that's not good for anyone it's especially not good for the autistic community and neurodiversity to just take a mask off and just go wild and just say all this crazy stuff and like you know, divide the community, I just don't think that is a good picture. So I always recommend kind of going on this unmasking journey where you do a little at a time. And I think that's just healthier and more meaningful too, because you slowly learn. I mean, it's been proven in all walks of life that when you're trying to make changes in your life, the slower really the better. Like when you are dieting and exercising to lose weight, it's been almost proven that if you kind of binge, not eat, you know, like starve yourself. And then you're like binging pounds and it's like coming off quick. You're a lot more likely to gain it back. But if you kind of slowly lose weight over time, you're much more likely to keep it off in the long run. And I think that applies to so many areas, including taking off the mask. It's just healthier. You can be more authentic as you kind of go through the process and learn your truth because our truth changes over time too. I mean, that's a huge reality. I'm just not the same person I was 10 years ago. And of course, 20 years ago in my teen years, I was definitely not the same person on so many levels. So it's just so important to kind of find your voice, but do it in a healthy way. That doesn't hurt yourself, doesn't hurt others, and figure it all out. But we can do it together. So that's kind of my vent and my rant for today. Thank you so much for listening to episode one of season two. I hope you all have very happy holidays, whatever you celebrate. I hope it's a great time for you. And if a great time is you chilling in your bed watching Netflix, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, all of that. (laughs) Enjoy it. That's all I'm saying. It's okay to say no. You're not really hurting anyone when you say no to something you don't want to do. And Happy New Year. I hope you all have a huge, amazing, and beautiful year of 2020 crazy how did we get here so fast